May we assume an attitude of prayer that feels both comfortable and holy. Lord, let me deliver your message and your good faith and your love and your caring and your compassion. Let these people hear the truth of the Bible and the word of your love and your unending grace and forgiveness. In this name we pray. Amen. In fifth grade, I was bullied. Other kids put a childhood game that I thought was well known as the cheese touch. What is it? It's tag, but instead of tag, it's cheese. So one person has a cheese, they run away from that person. Now, how did they turn a friendly childhood game into a form of bullying? Well, they transferred the cheese touch into the Isaac touch, and it was never a game. I certainly did not forgive them immediately, and I don't ever remember them apologizing. And I was reminded then that I used to be a bully. I, now I know, now I had learned how I felt from those experiences and within both of those ideas and perspectives of being the bully and being bullied, I accepted that there could be a idea, there could be a God watching over us. And then the healing process began. That is when I truly learned and experienced God's eternal forgiveness. The story we are, we are looking at today is from John 21, 15 through 19. In this story, Simon Peter, son of John, had just finished eating breakfast for Jesus. This is when Jesus asked for the first time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus told him to feed his lambs. Hear this, Jesus asked now a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter, a second time, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Jesus not only asked once, twice, but now a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now Peter, at this point, feeling some hurt, that his Lord had to ask him three separate times if he loves him. Of course Peter does, so he says, Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus replies, Feed my sheep. Jesus now tells Peter that when he was younger, he could dress himself and go where he wished. But now that he grows old, he will stretch out his hands, and someone else will take him where he does not wish to go. He said this, then to the kid of death, by which Peter would glorify God. After this, Jesus said to Peter, Follow me. Now that's a lot to impact. Some of you may not know, Saul shed some light that not too long ago, before Jesus had been crucified, Peter had denied being Jesus' disciple three separate times. The, the first one is in John 18, 15 through 19, where, people, where Peter and the other disciple followed Jesus, and while Peter waited outside, the guard approached him and asked him if he followed him, and he denied it. The second and third occurrences of this is in, not long after in John 18, 25 through 27, where Peter was outside warming himself, and twice the guard asked if he followed him, and there he denied it again and again. Three times Peter then denied Jesus, and three times he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. It sounded a bit like Jesus had forgiven Peter for denying him. After, that, after, after Peter tells Jesus that he loves him thrice, Jesus then tells him that eventually his time will come, and he will go where he does not wish. Now, I don't know I don't know how much you people here know about Peter, but he followed Jesus, and he became the first pope of the Catholic Church. I did not realize then that God was so forgiving, and to be honest, I don't remember being very willingly active within the church and youth programs until about mid-high school. But now that I've grown more knowledgeable, grown into someone who is more willing, able, and granted the strength and courage to make a difference, I regret not taking opportunities granted before me. Now either if I was getting bullied, harassed, neglecting God or avoiding youth groups, all of it was denying Jesus. This is because when you bully someone or get bullied, the offender has something going in their lives that they cannot resolve themselves. It builds their anger and they forget that they are good people in the name of God. 
God has given me opportunity to show people the love of God, but I turn a blind eye. This past summer, I was gone from home for almost a month to three very special places to me. The first place that many of you know too is called Camp Horizon. I was there as a junior counselor, and it combines my love for God and my love for the outdoors. I was at peace, and I heard God calling me to do something great, to be someone, to serve him well, and in good faith, he gave me happiness. I was there, dancing, worshiping, enveloped in his arms, I felt safe, I felt forgiven. The second place I left to for about a week over this month was at a place at Southwestern College in Winfield, Kansas, called The Summit. I met some amazing people over there, and some people I wish to be friends with through the continued years. Every night, we had an evening worship, and there I heard God speaking to me. He was calling me out to the light to show people his brightness. I would pray when given the opportunity, and people around me commented, it sounded like the Holy Spirit had been speaking through me to them. And it was there every day, every night, every minute, whether in the class learning more about my personality or during communion where I felt God put his hand on my shoulder saying, you're going to be okay. You are forgiven. Much like how Jesus had to let Peter know that he still loves him, even though he continuously denied him, I felt closer and more attached to God. I felt safe. I felt forgiven. The third place I, w- I went to was during the youth mission trip in Austin, Texas. We were there learning about food insecurity and the amount of people who just need help feeding themselves. I have spoken to some of those homeless people that wander around my place of work, Dairy King. They told me they had not wished, they told me that we, they wished they had not made the mistakes that they did, whether it was acting on anger, doing drugs, or simply not following Jesus when offered. They all need to know that they have a hand on their shoulder, and I did learn a lot. But most importantly, as I learned that for God, God had forgiven those people, not for being unable to feed themselves, but when I would speak with them and hear their stories, I could find similarities between me and them. At some point, they had made major mistakes, doing drugs, criminal activities, being overaggressive. And before then, I was thinking, I don't want to be these people. I don't want to be food hungry, homeless. Now I'm thinking that I need to help these people. For example, they're, for the people who wander around my place of work, I've finally gotten permission to make them food whenever they walk in. And as I deliver their food, I put my hand on their shoulder and tell them that they're going to be in the, okay. In the name of God, they are forgiven. Raise your hand if you've made a mistake. If you've yelled at someone, hurt someone, or just simply walked away from someone knowing that you could have helped them, I certainly have. There are people hurting around us in and out of our daily lives, whether it's food insecurity, bullying, being lost and afraid. We don't see it, and they don't tell us about it. I've been the guy to bully others, to stand by watching people get bullied, knowing how it feels. I know how it feels to be left out and leave out others. Why? Because I'm not normal. They're not exactly the same because they are diverse. Just know that you are forgiven. God knows all, sees all, loves all, and transforms. Peter not only denied Jesus three times, but I'm sure as a human, he made some mistakes. Yet Jesus still gave Peter forgiveness, much like he gives each of us the opportunity to forgive each other and ourselves. Because evil is not born, it is taught. There is nothing that we do that God doesn't know. He knows all, he sees all, forgives all, and transforms. Whether you bully someone at a young age, make other people run away from someone like was done to me, God forgives. And I'm always happy that I was bullied because not only did it strengthen my relationship with God, but better yet, it opened one. I know now how much people can, how much people can struggle without showing it, that we can do things to help them because their mistakes should not define their future. And with God, we can help a lot of struggling people. But, but it also made me remember that God forgives. Whether it's a political issue 
a war, friends fighting, or coworkers complaining. God knows it, God sees it, God forgives it. Go forth, knowing that you are forgiven, knowing that God has given you the comfort of forgiveness, knowing that God is watching over you and you're going to be okay. I don't know what's hurting you or stressing you, but God does, and he will always love and forgive you. Peter denied Jesus three times before accepting him three times. Like I had denied Jesus through my actions and three times God put his hand on my shoulder and told me I was going to be okay. It didn't matter if it was at the cross of Camp Horizon in a dorm room at Southwestern College or in a church all the way in Texas. God is always with us, protecting us. And throughout those experiences, God was telling me that I was forgiven. We are forgiven. Amen. Today's second scripture lesson comes from Galatians 6, 1 and 2, and 7 through 10. My brothers and sisters, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you will have received the spirit, should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then... Whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all and especially for those of the family of faith. Final scripture lesson comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. Uh, back in November on World Communion Sunday, uh, Lori Bussell came up to me after the service and, and shared about a particular group that she's in, and uh, I'll let her tell you about what that group is, uh, but it is always powerful and inspiring to me to hear how all of you are growing in your faith and expanding your vision of what God is doing in the world, and uh, Lori's testimony and witness is no exception to that. So Lori, thank you for being willing to share your faith with us. Um, I've heard it twice now, and I know you guys are going to be blessed. Thanks, Lori. Good morning. Like Pastor Daniel said, my name is Lori, and my husband Brian and I have been members here at Aldersgate for almost 20 years. And our three kids, Wesley, Ellie, and Parker, I can really see if you guys are behaving from up here. Uh, we're blessed to be members here. So during last week's service, we were invited to receive a star word to help guide and inspire our new year. And the word I randomly selected is creativity. 
And fittingly, and thanks to an invitation to, from Pastor Daniel, I already had been invited to share with you this morning on this Human Relations Sunday about a very fun, creative, and fulfilling community project that I've been involved with in the past year, and has provided me with deep and meaningful connections with people around the world. Daily, for about 380 days, I have been a member of an Australian-based photo-a-day social media group with 28,000 members from around the globe. Each day, we members are invited to individually share a photo we have taken that is connected by a prompt inspired by that day. So today's prompt, for example, is outside my home, and I posted my daily photo around 7 this morning. And you can see I've selected some of my photos I've shared this year to share with you here today. And you can see that the photos and related prompts um, range widely and include phrases or words like grateful, love, or even a specific moment, such as 1234. With one scroll through the group, I can become inspired by images shared from around the world. An outdoor sculpture in England, a castle in Normandy, a beach in Greece. I can literally see the world as others see it. I can touch on stories unfolding in real time in places near and far. A woman with her husband in New South Wales on their 15th wedding anniversary. A family in Louisiana navigating a loved one's fourth leg surgery since 2020. Or a woman in Australia bidding her sister farewell as she leaves by train after a visit. As photographers tend to do, we photograph beauty and struggle. To prepare for my mini sermon this morning, I did a bit of research about what motivates professional photographers. And in 2017, time posed that same question. Kathy Ryan, director of photography for the New York Times Magazine, said that photographs are the universal language of our era. And Miriam Golan, director of photography for the Washington Post, said photography is important because it speaks. And most of us are familiar with the saying, a picture is a story worth a thousand words. And so in this group, we speak to each other with our images. And part of the magic in this photo a day group is in the sharing and the exchange. These photo-a-day prompts allow creativity and different interpretations of the world and can reflect on our individual moods, views, and experience. But they all show, also showcase those common threads that weave together our lives and human experiences, something I think is especially meaningful during a time when many in the world move faster to judge, to categorize, and to polarize rather than to seek for shared experiences and commonalities. We do have a lot in common, something I feel to the depth of my soul, especially on days with prompts like sun, when countless people in countless places around the world each share their own photo of the same sun shining down on us. Though I am only a little more than a year into the process, this photo a day group began in January 2012 and has included more than 23 million photos from around the world. Just this week, I have shared photos connected to the following prompts, color, I went there, currently reading, I enjoy, AM, PM, and out and about. The photo I took and shared representing out and about was an image of a reflection in the side view mirror of our family's SUV. And in the reflection, you could see Milo and Daisy, our golden retrievers, as we cruise down 29th Street here in Northwest Wichita. And of all the images shared to the group that day on January 6th, mine was one of four worldwide selected for the daily grid. And that's when an administrator selects a few photos that represent that day's prompt and highlight it. And when that happens in my family, my family knows it's like winning the lottery. I'm like, my photo's in the grid today. And it's always a thrilling day as other photographers celebrate these images and send supportive accolades. 
But the real beauty in this group is that its support and connection go far beyond admiring pretty pictures. Australia is 17 hours ahead of Kansas, and its seasons are opposite those we experience here in the Northern Hemisphere. So at 2 p.m. today in wintry Wichita, it will be 7 a.m. Monday in summery Sydney. So this group literally provides a peak at different times, seasons, and places. And what an appropriate setting to gain unique perspectives on human experiences as we share our daily photographs. Sometimes the photos and prompts are silly and you may have, have gleaned that from this slideshow here. On November 3rd, for example, the prompt was a shop front. And I shared a photo I had snapped of a store window in downtown Hutchinson. Someone had staged a funny Halloween vignette of two skeletons sitting down for a cup of coffee in that store's front window. I was amused and I posted that photo to the group and I in turn amused people 8,000 miles away. Kay from Australia typed a comment saying, oh dear, waited too long for their meal. <laughs> and Sandy from New Zealand added a laughing emoji and the comment, my thoughts exactly, thinking I may not want to stop for coffee there. Sometimes I simply post the daily prompt in my picture and sometimes I feel compelled or inspired to share more. On August 26th, I, the prompt was, I wore this. And I shared a photo I had taken two years prior of my daughter Ellie wearing my mother's wedding gown on a sunny day in May 2020 on what would have been mom's 45th wedding anniversary. Sadly, my mom had died just two months before. In my post, I shared this and the fact that mom's wedding gown was sewn by her mother, Ellie's great-grandmother. I wrote that the photo shoot tied together four generations of women in my family and that snapping the photo brought such joy to what otherwise would have been a very difficult day. Lisa from Alaska was the first to respond saying, what a beautiful way to honor your mother, your capture is stunning. On August 1st, the prompt was I am. I shared another photo of my daughter Ellie, this time of her in a dance costume getting ready for a dance recital. And in the picture on the back of her arm, you can see her Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. It's her medical device she wears all the time and it uses Bluetooth technology to report every five minutes what her blood sugar is. So to that prompt I am, I wrote the following. I am the mother of a little girl with type one diabetes. I'm stressed, scared, tired, worried, multitasking. I'm confident, brave, empowered, convicted, motivated. I'm a volunteer, a listener, comforter, an educator, an advocate. I am the keeper of medical devices, insulin, glucose tabs, blood sugar levels, and doctor's appointments. But I am the believer in a cure, a dream, a better tomorrow, a community, and my daughter. I am the mother of a little girl with type 1 diabetes. Alana Kate from Australia wrote, you forgot most of all, you are strong, you are appreciated, and you are seen by everybody for your hard work and your dedication day in and day out. And Lisa from Australia said, me too, you've got this mom, that's mom for mom in Australia, they say mom. Our daughter is 19, almost 10 years post-diagnosis, and does not let her T1D get in the way of living her most fabulous life. As you can probably tell, my group members and I laugh together, marvel together, encourage, and we help carry burdens, just like Marianna and Joy and the kids today. Together, it makes those heavy things lighter. And every day, there are new photos and new human experiences from around the world to take in. On New Year's Day, Barb in Sydney shared a photo of her stocked refrigerator. She explained to the group that the day was her one-year anniversary of the death of her husband. Her family came over for lunch and a debriefing, and they stocked her fridge and, as she put it, had a party in her fridge. Fellow members shared their condolences and congratulations and encouragement. 
And my response to Barb was, time, family, and good food sure helps during difficult days. Hope your heart, home, and belly remain full in 2023. On this Human Relations Sunday, I hope this experience I have shared with you helps us all remember the ways we humans are more alike than different and how close technology, experiences, and even a simple cell phone snapshot can tie us all together. It's an important concept to consider as our church makes marks a denomination-wide event designated to celebrate and raise awareness to further the development of human relations by involving congregations in youth and community outreach. Like many of you, I am a very busy person. I have a full-time job and three kids who are students, athletes, and musicians. But this photo a day group helps me each day to pause and give thanks for one snapshot in my life and consider the perspective of others. Imagine how much more vibrant and empathetic our world could be if we each found a way to do the same. So with my creativity star word in my pocket, I will take that nudge and continue this practice through 2023. I look forward to sharing my creativity and connecting with others around the world, one photo at a time. Thank you.